Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Uh, we're leading into a bit of the colder months, which is uh, where we start looking towards up north. Um, obviously, we're going to be still look at uh, the New South Wales meetings. That's our forte, but we're also going to be looking at some of the big features in Queensland. Because of that, we're also going to be bringing on someone, a friend of ours that... Uh, we worked with at Sky Racing, and he does a bit of form for them and writes their articles and stuff. He is a Queensland nut, so he's going to be giving us some tips uh, for the big ones. And we'll be getting Alex on uh, after we've talked about Scone and a few of the other races. So we'll get him on mid-show to talk about some Queensland stuff, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks he'll be uh, sticking around to do some of that as well. Uh, big week. Last week we had a weekend off, but uh, we saw the likes of Zaki get home. That's three Hollandales in a row, and that's a $10 million purse that he has uh, accumulated now, which is pretty cool for someone like Annabelle, one of her, first, her, one of her first horses, or her first, I'm not sure, but cracky display. was um, a pretty tough run if you were ballsy enough to take the $1.60. Uh, he didn't disappoint. He was a very, very impressive Uh so we've got Scone Carnival. A few of the boys are going up there. I believe Tom will be up there for both days, and uh, that's a cracking one. I went a couple of years ago. If you haven't been to the Scone Cup, do yourself a favour. It's two days of the best. It is good, good fun. But, uh, boys, let's get you on. Uh, we're going to have a look at this. Some of the races happening in New South Wales. and get. Yeah, one of your best intros there, Zach. I, I'm so pumped, mate. Um, just thinking about going to uh, just Scone, like growing, growing up with this race, um, it's yeah something that like the town triples in it it's just like um yeah it's like christmas there like people get really excited they come for the friday and it's um it's chaos there but it's really good it's a great time of year because um you got the brisbane racing starting like these scone meetings you can find a few winners as well normally tough weekend to find winners but it's um they're really good betting fields and I, i like a couple as well and Really came for Brisbane as well. There's a couple that horses um, back at Carnival that I want to follow in a Brizzy. So, yeah, I think um, a good weekend punting-wise. Who won the um, Scone Cup last year? Rustic Steel. Oh, yeah. well done. Well done. Uh, welcome, Coey. What's happening? What's doing? Uh, how good's the Carnival? Like, I think, it, I mean, it is a long Carnival nowadays working, working in the industry, but at the same time, good races just keep coming up and... You know what? You have to be up and around it, and Tommy's pretty much nailed it with Scone. He's got a, you know, obviously an affinity growing up there, and it's one on the bucket list for me. I haven't done it. I know Tunners, you've done it. Uh, Did it once, maybe yeah. last year? No, the year before. Year before, and uh, the the group chat was blowing up uh, with uh, with your antics up at Scone, and yeah, well, I mean, I, I just have to get up there. Yeah, one Alex of these was years. there too, actually. I believe he was. It was a cracking day. Was, I went there actually the one year it had one. It was only the one day, which was pretty brutal. But um, yeah, it is. It is pretty unreal. Um, how many cups do you reckon you've been to, Tommy? I think every year I try to count it, and I always get lost. There's just um, a couple of yeah childhood years that I can't remember, and even there's a couple of years I was working there in catering, like just trying to earn a buck. And um, some years I, I've just gone out for the cup itself and then come back and. Yeah, with the Fridays and Saturdays, sometimes I just go to the Saturday because the better racing. So, mate, I honestly couldn't tell you, but uh, I reckon it's more than half in the last 20, 20 awesome. years. Yeah. Um, all right. So, look, there's not much like news I really want to talk about before we get into it. I guess I think I saw today that Hieronymus was back um, after a God. It must be in a couple of years, old Hieronymus for his suspension. Was that was today his first day back? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I just had a look. Um, he, he's still running at a big weight, so I think he rode at 62 today uh, at Ipswich, and he's got a ride at Scone on Saturday as well at 60. So there is only two uh, officially booked rides at the moment. But, yeah, um, he's done the time. He, yeah. I've, I've heard from uh, some other people he's been tree-lopping and doing a bit of other work in the um, in the off, uh, in the off time he has off, but he's been riding the trials a lot lately. He's done a lot of work for Gay, um, uh, over the years as well, and it looks like he's back riding for Gay and Adrian as well. So good to see a uh, redemption story for him because I think he's really worked hard um, while he's been away, and yeah, good to see him back. Yeah, and there was obviously a really good uh, memorial for Dean Holland during the week. That was really well done. I saw that on Racing.com and at Flemington. That was really cool. Um, 
and obviously there's some big races this weekend. You've got the likes of the Doom and 10,000, which is a cracker. Gear Kick looks very hard to beat. And you even look at something like Marzu, where uh, Clippo's decided not to ride, and he's going to ride at Scone instead. Uh, but let's go to Scone. Uh, I'm going to start with the Scone Cup on Friday. So what we're going to do is look at the features, and then Tommy's done much more of the form for this, so he can pick up any other races that we haven't. But Scone Cup is the Friday. I think it's about race seven, I believe. Um Sunshine Rising is actually there, one of mine. Uh, Banju is a horse that I think all of us have won on in the past. That is going around as the favourite. It's pretty much what it opened. Uh, Bullock gets the ride. It's drawn pretty wide, though. Um, but like I said, Sunshine Rising, Josh Parr riding eight bucks. You've got Birdebeck there, which can always run a home pretty strong. Jojo was a man's in the market at second favourite, 440. Uh, Reese Jones aboard. Uh, Wild Planet's drawn the inside. Timmy Clark riding. And then anything else real short? Not really. So, look... Give or take, Banju and Jojo was a man, Tommy, but both have drawn wide. Jojo, man, fucking hell, Barry and 19. Yeah, look, I want to touch on Banju first. I think um, uh, off a little spell, it's winning the Tamworth Cup was pretty big, um, and we've seen what it, it's got to this prep and placing at listed level, almost beating um, that Mark Newnham horse as well in the Parramatta Cup. And it's just uh, King Frankel was, yeah, been doing really well and... Uh, it's owned. It's owned by these guys in Scone, the Justins, and bred by them as well, who are big racing people. They'll be out there to see it. Lyle Chandler trains in Scone. This horse was bred by him in Scone as well. It's. Um, I think there's only two trained Scone horses in the cup, and this horse is um, through and through Scone, and it's already qualified for the big dance. So they're not looking to qualify for a big dance. They want to win a big race, and they want to win their home race. Uh, at the Scone Cup as well. So this um, this will be a big roar if Andrew gets up, and I really hope it does. I think his form just um, is is amazing, and he, I think 420 is a great price for it too. Um, I really like it. Uh, the other one I'll give a bit of a push for will be um, Lunsi's. I think, uh, I think he's tried... Yeah, I think he's tried really well. Dylan's on uh, for Chris Lees. He always does well in these Scone Cups as well, and... Um, it's a Group Two horse, and it's placed in Group Two level, and um, being competitive in Group Ones too. So, in eleven dollars, it might just be on the fresher side of things, but I think the trial showed it's pretty good. And you get eleven dollars at fifty-seven kilos. I think um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, a mile first up, it's just going to be the query. It might just be um, uh, warming up for something bigger later on. But, yeah, very keen to see Lunsi's, um as well, having a spec at $11. Um, in saying that, like, Waller's got a bit of a team. Um, Alias won the Wagga Gold Cup last year. And um, you can mention Acquitted and a few others. But, I, yeah, I, I, I'm really keen on Banjo and hopefully I uh, can get home. I'm a big Banjo fan as well. What about you, Coe? Banjo and Lunsi's Tommy likes? Um, in the same idea with uh, Banju, I think Banju step up to the mile off that strong win in the Tamworth Cup, stepping over an extra 200 metres. I think that's plenty of upside, can follow. Barrier 12 shouldn't be an issue. Uh, a lot of ticks there. Lunsi's does run really well fresh, so I'd definitely be keeping an eye on it, especially if there's money late. Um, but I want to have a small spec on the horse with the same colours, which is Wild Planet. Drawn one, second up, dry track, TC on board. I'm, I'm guessing the intentions will be to step forward. Uh, last start in the hallmark behind Volano, kind of tail back, which was kind of unusual. And I, I, if it does change, it's kind of like reverse its run, so to speak. If it's a bit more on speed this time, I feel that there isn't a hectic amount of speed in this. I think they will steady up relatively and it'll be a compact field, I reckon. So if it can stay close enough, I think it can jettison home. It's a you know group a stakes grade horse as well. And I don't know what to do with Sunshine Rising. I think the top weight, um, stepping back down to the mile, which is a big query for me. Um, eight bucks is respectable, but I'd probably miss this time around. I'd love to see it win because <laughs> I feel that it owes us a little bit tonners. But um, yeah, I'm happy to go Banju and a little bit on Wild Planet. Okay, yeah, Banjo, I think we're all in the camp there. That'd be really cool if that wins. Uh, Tommy, what else on Friday do we want to look at besides, well, before Saturday? What are we doing? Mate, I'll just mention uh, two of our horses that are running on the Friday. 
Um, in the maiden, we've got Hay Siri, who um, is having its first start uh, for Lou Mary, the Frenchman, and now Chad Schofield on. Uh, Mitchell Bell was originally booked, but I think he's gone to Cab Source. But I'll just um, give you a little mention, Hay Series. Um, so that's race one. Yeah, race one on the Friday. Um, I'll give you a good push each way. It just had to jump out at Scone and um, was sort of disappointed because it was a couple of lengths behind him. The old men uh, said uh, a couple of other Scone horses, but then he found the Scone horses were a couple of handy ones that um, uh, Rod Northern has in high court. Uh, Boot Scooter and Spirinac who are all really uh, quality horses. So he was not too far off them and... Um, uh, Lou's been targeting this race for about eight weeks as well, so he really wanted to debut in this race and uh, has a bit of opinion of it. And first up for a European trainer, thirteen hundred shouldn't be too bad. But there are some there are some other good horses in there. And uh, Chilada, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago after winning at uh, Wyong, it's still nommed on the Saturday and Friday. It's probably going to go the Friday. And I think if written in code's not there, I think. Um, I think she's a real massive chance of um, doing something. The barrier's a bit of a worry in 20, but uh, it shouldn't matter. Collet's on and just find a spot and really rock at home, I think. That's um, race, I race think, five, yeah? Yeah, sorry, race five, number nine, Chilada. Um Yeah, I think I think she's a good chance and good price at $7.50 at the moment. Uh, one other one on the card I wanted to say in the English two-year-old challenge, uh, race four, mm-hmm. number three, Love Shock. Ten bucks um, into eight dollars, Aaron Bullock. Yeah, its first run uh, was really good. It was actually against Open Company, and it really fought on to win at Albury uh, during their carnival. And for a two-year-old to do that first up, I thought was great. And I thought uh, the run in the Black Opal um, I think with 200 to go, it was actually given a bit of a sight and for its second run, it just got a bit of a stitch and sort of finished eighth. But really, I think positive horse and, um, yeah, I really like $8 for Love Shuck uh, there. And there's a couple I can mention with the Country Cup, but I think they're dual nommed for the Saturday as well. So we'll probably get in, into them as well. Wherever Rustly Crown goes, I think it's going to be really uh, competitive too. All right, so race one, Hey Siri, you can each way, 15 bucks worth a bet. Race four, Love Shuck, it's pretty good odds as well, eight bucks. And then you've got Chilada, which is having its second start, 750 uh, in from eight bucks. Uh, so in that two-year-old, I like. I, I reckon Tommy's bang on there. I wouldn't mind specking Love Shuck or Chevron. I think Chevron comes out of the proper slipper form. So this race is going to be far far like easier i guess so you know it's yes it has lost by a margin against the likes of red uh, resistance king's gambit cafe millennium mm. two key santuza and the likes so they're, they're all stakes grade two-year-olds so just the fact that you're going to actually get a price this start last start it's a bit of a forgive was way out the back kind of half missed the jump and it settled right out the tail so i'm happy to forgive if it settles a little bit closer from barrier five, I think the price is right. I can entertain both. And in that country cup, I think the little each way or even just the place bet might be just on hit the target, I reckon. Um, Braith Knock with the claim uh, seems to love running in these little benchmark 84 country cup style. And it, it always runs well. Like it comes into town, does nothing, but when it's running closer to home or in the country it seems to run a bottler so wouldn't surprise if this horse did something barry is a little bit of a worry but the three kilo claim i like so yeah just a small little place bit i reckon there okay all right that's friday we head to saturday we're going to just look at the features here and then at the end of it tommy can give us anything else he wants but starting with race one which is the woodland stakes dipsy doodle is the fave it's drifted um had a good win god i don't know when it was maybe Two weeks ago, Rose Hill um, had a good win, beat Thunderlips. It is 230 out to 270. Clippo is aboard. Saltier is there as well. Chad Schofield on the drift as well. So 280 out to 340. Uh, that had a run at Ramwick a couple of weeks back. I'm trying to see something. Must have been back to you. Uh, 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 yeah, okay, there it is. In My Dreams. That's $11 into 550. That's why the favourites have drifted. Uh, Tommy Sherry, Mark Newnham Horse. It is. 
first up. So it's had a couple of trials. Obviously, they were pretty good. So, Tommy, what's uh, what's the go within my dreams? 11s into 5s. Yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty handy trials. Look, um, it, it, I think it's going to be tough for a first starter here. But, yeah, those trials are very handy. And um, Mark Newnham obviously wanted get as many winners as possible before he departs at the uh, end of the season. So very keen to see it. Um, but I'm with Gypsy Doodle. I thought the winning that absolute bog on that um, Rose Hill day where that rain was coming in the morning, I thought it was really impressive. Um, showed a bit of fight and just a little bit of courage to stick on. So uh, I'm happy to take the, get, um, yeah, take the 270 uh, for Gypsy Doodle here, I think, um, I think there's a bit of ability this horse early and, and, and it's come back even stronger horse and uh, the last two wins I think have been good. So I'm keen to keep going with Dipsy Doodle. Coe, uh, you expect it to get out a bit? Dipsy Doodle looks like it's 230 out to 270 today. Um, I did miss one that's had a couple of bucks on it and that's Hip Hip Hurrah, Brett Preble Horse. But um, what do you reckon? It, it, it's hard to really say. I think... I'd be going towards the proven form as well. I think there is quite a few first starters here and it's pretty hard to navigate. I know that Hip Hip Hurrah in the Miss Finland was a pretty handy enough win, albeit a very, I don't know, I'd say it's a weakish field. So I don't know how to measure that up. I mean, it's gone around Musselbrook, won the Miss Finland, but at the same time, do I go with a city winner like Dipsy Doodle? Of course I do, I think. Uh. And I could say the same for Saltair. I, I just I like it that the Freedman, oh sorry, O'Shea tipped it out, and obviously he's contemplating a little bit of a Queensland hit out. Um, it being back in work and running in this. I mean, the weight's a little bit of a query, but the track is meant to be on the good foresight of things. So I feel that you could follow both Saltair and Dipsy Doodle. Collect, I think. Anyway, um. The, the trials of In My Dreams were good, and the times do measure up well. But once again, unproven commodity. So I, I don't know if I want to take the risk at this stage. I mean, if there's late, even more push come race day, it's probably a lot of stable money. So mm. I, I can't, you know, well, I have to agree with the camp, especially Mark Newnham. Yeah, I think he's got 10 days left in Sydney racing. So... Yeah, I mean, and he's as honest as they come. So, yeah, at the moment, without really looking into every every horse, I think the top two stand out for me. Yeah, Atens- um, yep, Dipsy Doodle for me. Atensia Stakes, we're going to skip to race number five now. Um, pretty interesting market. There's been a bit of a movement. So 11-11, one of mine. Aaron Bullock, Hickman, that's 11 bucks into 7.50. Draw nine. got Malkovich there, which is current favourite, but it's on the drift. It's 360 out to 440. Rachel King gets the ride for Bjorn. you got Quantico there, $8 into fives. Uh, Jay Collard aboard for O'Shea. And then we got a couple of Cummings runners. Uh, Athelric, it's around that eight to ten dollar mark. It's been in between there a few times. Andermatt is there, barrier eleven, four sixty out to five, and the other one that's there in the market is Dehorned Unicorn Clippo for Joe Pride, eight dollars into six. But um, good goes eleven eleven, Tommy. Yeah, good goes for a few here. I actually think it's a really cracking race. Um, this level of sprinter, I saw Malkovich how it came back, and he's always going to be tough. I think it's um. Nice big track it's going as well. So a lot of horses are going to get their chance here in, um, in an 1100 race. I, that trial from Quantico was amazing. Um, I talked to Coe about it a couple of times today. I was in awe of it. I know Ray Thomas is a big, has seen it a few times and is speaking all about it. But uh, um, behind Giga Kick, Quantico was really good. Go, do yourself a favor, go watch that trial. I just wonder if the 1100 first up here, um, it, it's, yeah. It's going. It's, look, it's definitely going to set up, and all things even, it's going to go pretty well. But um, one I want to spec is actually Traubergar. I think uh, Cody Morgan, um, where this horse has done really well, he's, he's been going up to a mile, and he's he's come back to the eleven hundred. But it's it's eleven hundred records, incredible, and I think it's a genuine like um, a eleven twelve hundred meter horse. It's yeah, he's really targeted this race to uh, Cody Morgan. Um, He's returned to uh, form after after last prep, um, going to the Kosciuszko, and he's had a cup first two couple up wins, going to the fourteen hundred, and yeah, now back to back to the sprint. So I, I think I think at fourteen dollars, it's a good little spec here. Robbie Dolan, uh, lightweight jockey, fifty three, 
kilos. And uh, talking about the weather, I think um, we, we're going to get a bit of frost through the week, but I think it's mainly going to be all pretty dry. And I still think that sun dries the track out pretty well in race five. I th- even after a day's racing, the scone, uh, scone can cop a bit. So I actually think it's going to be a really good track. And I want to be with Travagar at a bit of a gamble at $14. All right, Trowbergar, drawn. Uh, what is that? Barry two in the inside. Um, Coey, where'd you land? I'm on Andermatt at the moment. I just think that there is an app. I know the Malkovich's last win in the Hawkesbury Rush was huge. Um, great return after an ultimate gear change. Everything else, uh, I think it's weighted well enough, fifty nine and a half. But there is actually uh, plenty of pace, as you can expect over eleven hundred meters. So Malkovich steps forward. Dehorned Unicorn steps forward. I think Dubbo Wanderers forward, Sneaky Page forward, Authentic Jewel forward, Talbragal, the Melody, they're all forward, go forward types. So I think there is going to be a really, really hot pace up front, which would set up perfectly for something like Andermatt. I know it's drawn a little bit sticky. It's drawn widest. Um, so it might have to tail off. No, maybe not last, but it'll be probably worse of midfield. But I think the speed in the race will bring him right into this. And that's probably why I can also make a case for Quantico. That trial is sensational. And I expect him to run an absolute bottler in this little scone feature. But, yeah, I think for the time being, I'm happy to go Andermatt, follow that Group 1 Galaxy form in. It is it is a stakes-grade horse. So I think Andermatt is the better the, the better price. Okay, Andermatt. Uh Getting about fives. All right, we go to Denise's Joy Stakes, which is race number seven, 1,100-meter race. Uh, big field here. I think it's 16-plus from emergencies, and the fourth emergency is Opal Ridge, where and that's the favorite. So, look, ignore that for now. Uh, Portray is there at six bucks. Chad Schofield, we've got another one with Red Card, which is uh, another Cummings horse. And then you've got Plimstock as well. He's got a few up the top there. Uh, it's $11.00. Anything else at Shorty? You got something like um, Ojai. That's drawn bloody barrier 19. It's on the skin to 7.15 from 11. Dylan gets the ride. You got Penthouse there, which has been backed well. So $17 into 10s. Uh, it had to be Zoo is there. Fucking hell, huge field. Uh, once again, my girl, Zell, $11 into sixes. That's where Nona Cosson and Cav. That's coming off a couple of wins, so undefeated at the moment. And then a couple of emergencies there where Opal Ridge, like I said, is a favourite, but on the drift. But who knows? There's no jock there, and a couple have to come out to get the ride. But, Tommy, uh, we've already mentioned your horse, but what else do you like? Yeah, I think there's three strong Godolphin horses uh, going there, so I think they're they're both going to be, uh, all three are going to be hard to beat. Two of them drawn pretty wide, but the money seems to be coming for Ojai about them. So I think that might be best indication, but obviously Portray is um, drawn the best. So interesting to see with them. Once again, my girl coming out of class one, but anyone saw that class one, she was thirty, and there was a reason for it. She absolutely brained them. Big opinion of this horse. A lot of talk, um, it's Cavs next, it's me. So a um, bit of a watch for this one. It's going to be a big step up, but on seeing that class one win uh, definitely has the ability. So bit of a watch on it uh, for me. I don't know if I could take six. If I got some of the 11s, definitely could have been persuaded. Written in code, I think I heard Annabelle give it a massive rap on radio this morning, but I think she was uh, leaning towards running on the Friday or even maybe a Kemba. So I don't think written in code is going to go this way anyway. And uh, the same with Opal Ridge, obviously going to run in the other feature and we'll talk a bit about it. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really good race. Um, the one I really wanted to talk about, though, was Moonlight Grace. I thought its win uh, returning at Hawkesbury was was really, really big. I think John Van Overmeer has come back from um, Dubai really, uh, in their break really well. He's written a couple of winners here and there. I actually think he's in a big day. I, I could make a case for a couple of his rides earlier on and I think he wins here as well, Alan Keo, uh training this horse and he's got a couple of good in his stable at the moment as well. Um, shown a bit of ability the last prep but really gone on with it after winning at Hawkesbury. So Fourteen dollars. I'm taking a gamble with Moonlight Grace. Fourteen bucks. Moonlight Grace drawn seven. Uh, Cowie, where'd you land? The beauty of this race is because Opal Ridge is an emergency. There'll be no deductions, hence why I think everyone's backing everything else in. 
Um, I've landed on Penthouse. I am a big follower of this horse, and I just think that it, it, it has and had a run that's going. Yeah, well, I, I, it's it, it's run at the track before, and on that day, it was on this particular day in the Woodlands, and guess who beat it? In secret. Um, I think it was about two lengths behind in secret on that day. I'm not saying this horse is in secret, but it's going to be low on the weight. It's coming off the back of a win at Hawkesbury in the highway. Barrier nine, I can see him, sorry, see her sitting probably outside lead, probably posse up nicely. Yeah, the 53 kilos is really enticing, and 1,100 metres is kind of ballpark. Really honest filly, 10 bucks, I can definitely entertain. I can make a case for quite a few, but at the moment, my money is on Penthouse. All right, Penthouse. Okay, let's go to the Luskin Star, which is race number eight, and this is where Waihaha Falls is favourite and has absolutely been pounded. There's a well, a four cent deduction, not much. So eight dollars into three dollars ninety. Chad Schofield aboard has drawn fourteen. That's a pretty big go. You've also got the likes of uh, Oscar Zulu, Gravina, Tamerlane, and Titanium Power all there. But the other one in the odds is uh, Opal Ridge. So if it doesn't get a run, or oh, who knows, um, don't know where it'll run. But in four forty. It's got to get luck to run the other one, but 4.40 here. Uh, Dylan is riding. It's drawn seven. It's a couple, what are the 50 cents above uh, Waihaha Falls. So who knows? Uh, Ruben Moss, a couple of bucks for it. Went out to as much as 31. It's into 17. And old mate Steely is going around. So good luck to Steely. But Tommy, where are we? Mate, we're in stone. So I'm going to go with the local trainer, Opal Ridge. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, good win first up and then had some excuses in the other two. Runs, but he he's going to be ready, rocking and raring to go at uh, on the home track. Dylan Gibbons on. I think he's going to give a good chance. I can see why the money's coming for Waihaha Falls. I think we're going to be on a good track, and um, it's run last start. It did catch the eye too, so I can see why the money has come for Waihaha. But I'm I'm definitely with Opal Ridge. Good shout for Tamerlane. It's been consistent, but it's drawn wide. She's all class. Steely looked to. Uh, definitely run well, but yeah, uh, it's going to be Opal Ridge for me. Opal Ridge for you, Kai. I love to see the crowd roar when Opal Ridge, if if she won. Uh, just think this is a little bit tricky how it maps and everything else. Uh, seven's a good draw, but I just don't know if it steps forward. Where I just don't know how it maps. One thing that I do know of a horse that will map well and take like the equation to Titanium Power. Um, I love the fact that uh, Joe's going to bring her. I bring him from 1100, which was, I think, definitely on the sharper side for him. So stepping up to 1300 metres, he'll find the front from barrier eight, control the tempo, and just shoot for home. Probably never see a backside. And good or soft track, loves, uh, never run it, nah, never, has never run at Scone, but I don't think that'll be an issue. I think it's a pretty fair track as it is. So I'm happy to, I am surprised with the slight drift. Uh, I think the market opened at six bucks, and I think that was a fair price. But eight bucks on the drift, I can definitely entertain. Okay. All right. Last one we're looking at is the Dark Jewel, one of the great races. 1,400 metres. It's race number nine. Uh, Look, a couple have drifted here, but there's only one reason for that, and that is short shorts. Uh, Jean Van Overmeer, Brad Widdup, Barrier 12. It is $15 into five fifty. Uh, there is no deductions there, so it is just a secret, uh, simply amount of money. It um, went down second on the weekend to Flag of Honor. It was a really good run. Rachel was aboard there. This time it's Jean Van Overmeer. Uh, this is an absolute pounding according to the market. So fifteen bucks in a five fifty. Others that are in and around the mark. Uh, Expat is also five fifty there. It's uh, on the drift though. Brett Preble riding. Never talk. Do a win. Uh, bring the ransoms there at eight fifty. Written Beauty at nines. Fine Point at nine fifty. And Healing Oasis at tens. I think that's the rest of them that are rest of more than double figures. But Tommy, uh, look, short shorts was a good run on the weekend. But does it warrant fifteen into fives? Yeah, I actually thought it was a great run. Uh, I yeah, the backup people love the short backup as well. With it just got found by one better, and sadly, flag of honor we won't see again after bleeding for the second time. But yeah, you gotta gotta give a shout out. Short shots was really tough without winning. I, I can definitely see why the money's there. I actually want to spec one at a bit of a price, and that is Air to Wear. She's still gonna get the run, which might be the 
a uh, bit of a worry and she's got a bit of a bad barrier. But I think her on a good track um, is desperately what she needs. She just... Um, jockey booked. Yeah, jockey booked, not nominated anywhere else. So definitely if it gets a run here, I think on a good track, I think it can really be competitive. So uh, whether it gets the run or not, it's going to be the question. But um, I'm back at $19 at the moment. I think it's such an open race. That's also why if there's been a bit of money, uh, they definitely come in because I don't think um, they've got 550 in the field. So very open sort of race. Um, I am a big expat fan. I Really just keen to see uh, Joe get a win with Expat now as well. Make a few cases to uh, bring the ransom was last year's winner. Written Beauty um, haven't seen the best of Written Beauty this prep, but and Healing Oasis was a really good win uh, first up too. And yeah, Never Talk's been a bit disappointing, and I think he'll need a, a wetter track. But he could make a case for a few others too. But I I think if Edouard gets a run, I, I want to be with Edouard. All right, Coey, thoughts? Um, interesting that short shorts has absolutely plummeted. I mean, it is going to be six kilos lighter from that little benchmark 78, stepping up into a group three company. Do like the short backer. 1,400 metres is its trip. She loves that, 1,400 metres. So I can definitely warrant the backing, but it is, it's been smacked, right? And there's plenty of speed drawn inside of her, so... I'm not sure how that works out because Raduna's drawn one. She'll go forward. Uh, who else is there? I think the likes of... Not Meg. Who else? There's another leader, go forward type, drawn just inside. Well, Expat obviously goes forward and it'll probably cart across with uh, short shorts. And I don't know. It's, it's a really muddling tempo for me. I don't know if they're going to go gun-ho to hunt the lead or... <sighs> A little bit perplexing. I need to watch a few more replays for this. But at the moment, the the biggest form race to watch is the Hawkesbury Crown. Uh, eight of the eight of the twenty runners have come out of it. Uh, the best of it, which is Expat, who came second, fifty nine kilos, uh, drawn wide, which is a question mark. Five fifty is probably a good price, but I think I want to be with something that I could follow from that race. And that, dare I say, I'd, it, I think it's Ridden Beauty. I know it's drawn the car park, but I think if she can somehow settle a little bit worse at midfield from that awful barrier, I think she's got plenty of upside to go fifth up and go bang. So I reckon I could follow her in. And the other one, yeah, Healing Oasis, Tommy's already touched on it. I just don't know. It seems like a horse with plenty of upside. This might be too tricky. I'm not sure, especially with that barrier 18 next to its name. But at the moment, as we stand, written beauty for me. All right, written beauty at uh, nine bucks. Tommy Sherry aboard. All right, let's uh, let's do some Queensland. Let's get Alex on the call. All right, we welcome in Alex. For those of you that don't know Alex, we've had another Alex on the show before, Alex O'Brien, but we welcome in Alex Nolan. He is also... Ex-colleague of mine, current colleague of the boys, works at Sky, is a bit of a journalist there, writes a lot of the articles uh, on the website and Twitter and all that sort of gear. He is a Queensland nut. I think he's transferred from the Broncos to the Dolphins. And um, welcome into the show, mate. How's it going? Mate, thanks very much. Uh, first time caller, a long time listener. Um, since you boys uh, got started with this way back in the day when... Uh, when I decided to make the move down to Sydney and um, the show's going great. It's really nice to join you. Um, am I right by saying that you're a Dolphins man now? Mate, look, I've been a Dolphins man basically my whole life. Right. Um, I suppose we just weren't in the NRL. So it was really, fins really, really, really fins up. Look, that's one thing I'm actually not the biggest fan of is this fins <laughs> up thing. I, I don't know where – I don't look, I, I get they had to start a gimmicky thing yeah, to get something. people on board, but oh, my Lord, is like – I couldn't imagine doing that on the hill at Redcliffe 10, 15 years ago. You probably would have got cans chucked at your head. So, um, But they're doing really well. Yeah, must I, be I stoked. Love, yeah, I really am. Like the way, and, and look, Wayne Bennett getting in there and, yeah. and sort of establishing a culture at the club and his 900th game last week, there's just – the, the storylines coming out of there is just terrific. And, you know, I think everyone at the start of the year didn't expect them to, to get this far and – and that was that's probably been their biggest benefit. The, there's been no weight of expectation on them, so they're pretty free to, to play how they want each week. Yeah. No, it's pretty awesome. That doco on stand was really cool too. So, look, congratulations because Manly are shocking and I guess Tommy Storm <laughs> haven't been great the last couple of weeks either. So, 
anyway, uh, we're going to be talking some Doombin. So we'll do a couple of races. We'll probably do races five to nine, but let's kick it off with the 10,000 just because it's a cracker. Uh, Giga Kick is going around. It's a pretty short favourite, especially after Barrier's op- uh, draw came out. It's $1.75. It's drawn four. Willow aboard. It's going to be very tough to beat. We've got the likes of Eduardo there. That's had a, that's, what is it, $17 now. Marzu is there. We were talking to Marzu before we hit record just then. So Timmy Clark gets the ride now with Clippo staying in scone. That's uh, nine bucks. Uh, others overpass. Tully Horse, Josh Parr is getting the ride, 14 bowlers, Valana, and then Prince of Boom as well. So we've mentioned that horse a couple of times on the show. One of the listeners, Ash, he has a good share in it. Uh, he says it's going great guns. He said Rob Heathcote says it's the best he's ever looked, which most trainers will uh, when they're running into a race like this. It is 19 bucks. Could be a good place chance if it's out in front. Uh, Aft Cabin, J-Mac has the ride. Obviously, it's coming in a buck. Probably J-Mac factor there, but that's uh, barrier three. So... Alex, I will go to you first with your thoughts on the race and then the other boys can pick up. But uh, look, are you in Giga Kick's corner? I most certainly am. I am. And look, I think um, I think you just went through a whole stack of runners there, you know. Two past winners, Eduardo, Marzu, overpass coming off the quokka, being gelded and, and probably a, a peak uh, rating in his career. You've got Prince of Boom who he's definitely gone to a new level this campaign. The two runs back have been tremendous aft cabin he could be anything um you know when when you're thinking about taking a horse to the uk you're talking about royal ascot but then you end up in brisbane um there's a good reason he's here he's he's a very very good horse Uh, one that everyone's forgetting about maria mia she's absolutely flying i think she had very little luck in the tj and she's trialed up really well since so take out giga kick and this is just such yeah. an open race, and and I couldn't, I couldn't really tip you either way. So look, as you said, for that reason, he, he ticks so many boxes. Barrier four. There's there's speed on right across the track in this race. Um, Willow sticks with him. It's only his fourth run this campaign. Clayton Douglas has managed him so well. Everything just appears to be set up perfectly for him, and that's what's I suppose is the scary thing uh, for me. And, and and you're naturally inclined as a punter to start to start looking a little bit wider, aren't you? And what about up front, mate? So there's obviously a bit of a bit of pace up front. Who's going to try and get there? I think Eduardo tries again. The poor bugger, he's been posted or he's been given these wide draws um, so many times of late um, but then you've got Centrefire drawn down low and she's a really speedy mare she'll um she was good run first up in the victory stakes and and she'll be right up there challenging but then you look to the middle of the track and you've got Prince of Boom and we own a smart one who we know can both go forward overpasses barrier 10 right next to Eduardo so does he bring Eduardo across I uh, it, it's really sort of tricky. Like it, it could go one way or the other. There could be just speed in abundance, or or it might not pan out at all. So really interesting. I think uh, it's a bit of a watch and see. What do you reckon, Coey? Oh, I think no, Knowles is pretty much smacked it straight on the head. It's an Everest winner at weight for age. That all age win was amazing. I think there's so much speed in this race that and Giga Kick is unbelievably kind of versatile in where he settles in the run. Mm. It could be forwardish, it could be back. It wouldn't matter. Barrier four, perfect. I think he just lets all the speed just unfold in front of him. So the likes of Eduardo, we own a smart one, Prince of Boom, Centrefire, like Nalsi just said. And then just sit on their coattails and just, you know, yeah, come come into the straight, maybe 300 out. Willow just hits the button, peels, peels out wide and just goes bang. I, I just... I just don't see it happening any other way. Like, after Cabin, I think even J-Mac was caught saying that, oh, I wish I wasn't, against, I wish I wasn't up against Giga Kick because he, he knows what a special animal is mm. when he sees one. And if you were to compare Aft Cabin, if I were to have the analogy, is Aft Cabin the better three-year-old than In Secret? I think not. So if In Secret was in this race for Godolphin, I think it'll be a closer race, but I don't think Aft Cabin is remotely close to what In Secret has done in her campaign this uh, this time around. So I think it's going to be Giga Kick and Daylight, personally. Where are you, Tommy? Are you in the same boat? No, I actually I actually want to take on Giga Kick, and similar to what Nolsey was saying, is um, I think it's just the price. And look, as Kelly mentioned, like yeah, there's plenty of speed. You can sit back, just wait, push the button, and that. But sometimes races don't work out that way. Mm. And to put a dollar seventy-five up um, against a genuine Group One 
field. I mean, Eduardo's um, one for one at the track and distance, winning a 10,000 before. Um, and I think Dooman's a bit of a track that can play a bit of funny bugger sometimes, especially when there's a, a genuine pace set too. I think we own a uh, smart ones are ridiculous price at $71 too. I think it's a great mm-hmm. each way bet. Um, she knuckled down first up and was completely out of the race and she was only a lip um, off winning the Archer against a really good field too. So $71 for we own a smart one. After last um, last prep, really challenging some really good stays as well. Nolsey mentioned uh, Maria Mia, Prince of Boom's been good and Eddie, yeah, Eddie's um, done it before here as well, and set, uh, now eighteen dollars has just drifted out. Overpass coming off a Quokka win, and um, Valana, Valana could be anything um, mm. as well. So, look, there's so many cases. I, I want to back something like Valana, Eduardo, and we own a smart one, and really lay this uh, lay giga kick at the moment because I just yeah into a dollar seventy now. I I just can't touch a dollar seventy. Odds. I mean, he's good. Giga Kick is good, but you saw like um, you saw he's running the TJ. It was it was ripping, but he just left it too late. And I know Willow wasn't on then, and Willow's back and knows the horse a lot well and uh, has a, a much better relationship with it. But look, um, yeah, I just can't take it all seventy. Can I can I ask as well? Like if to the boys, if. Imagine if I wish I win was in this race. What price would you kind of give Giga? Like, I, I'm genuinely curious because I think if I wish I win was in this race off the back of a TJ win, albeit on a heavy nine, I think his credentials are off the map. So I think, um, do you price him as the favourite and then Giga Kick as a second? So it would be like, a, I guess, a 225 to $3 market. Is that how you guys see it? I think I think the only other thing I, I, I'd sort of say is, and, and we're pricing up back markers too, um, Giga Kick. Yeah, I know I know he could probably settle closer from the nice draw, but you know you're talking. I wish I win, and this is Doombin, and and all yep. the stats say you know even with the good draw, you, you need to be you need to be forward, um, and that, yep. and that's probably the one thing. Where, Tommy, I, I totally agree. You're talking a dollar seventy five for a very good horse. Um, <laughs> he's going to be spotting them a start. There's no doubt about it. And if you take that dollar seventy five, geez, you're going to have some nervous moments in the run. I don't. What would you price it, Coey? Spirit of um, oh, yeah. I wish I win. I reckon they'd be closer. I think I wish I win. I think just off the back of that TJ and Nolsey makes a great case, but I think it would probably. I'd probably say it'll probably on a Wednesday if I were to open the market, I'd open it at about. 270, 280, Giga Kick about 320, 340, yeah. and then watch the money and then level out the playing field. That's yeah. how I'd see it. I think when you open them, they'd be pretty close. Um, all right, cool. That's the 10,000. We're going to have a look at the Spirit of Boom. So the two-year-olds are race number five, I believe. Uh, looking at market. So we got Empire of Japan at the top. That's 550. It's on the drift. That's where Maloney is riding. A couple of bucks for Sovereign Fun, Timmy Clark. That's into sixes. Uh, on the drift is Thunderlips, which we mentioned actually doing the uh, preview before. Uh, the King is on the drift. A couple of bucks for Adriel, Tyler Schiller, Annabelle. That's into 11s. And we got something like Appen Girl, which is the current favourite. $3.70. It is undefeated. It's had a couple of wins. Uh, last start win was Eagle Farm uh, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, Boris Norton gets the ride. It is pretty much what it opens. So it's three seventy on the dial. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on the two-year-olds, mate? Yeah, I did. I Look, Two, two really nice horses, I think, coming out of that, that race at Rose Hill, won by Dipsy Doodle, um, Thunderlips and, and Jukase. Forgive me if I've, I've said that wrong. But, look, I, I do like Appen Girl. Um, there was some big raps on her uh, before her debut. And then last start, she was really well back to win that race at Eagle Farm, the Dalrello. She got favours in the runner, but she looks to get the same the same type of run again this week. And, and what she did do really well was 
bullock into the clear. She sort of uh, had to do a bit of work to get out. and But once she did, she let down like a really nice horse. And barrier one, she gets to set up to do the, the same thing again. I am wary of the of the Sydney visitors coming up. And the, the other one I didn't mind was uh, a horse called Adriel. One uh, at its second start at Ipswich for Annabelle Neesham. And look, probably didn't beat much, but geez, one by the length of the Ipswich straight. And um and I think 1,200 metres is no drama, drawn nice. And Tyler Schiller rides, and I believe he rode uh, Ducasse last start for for the Freedmen. So um, probably a little bit of a sign of intent there. No, you're right there. Uh, and you've also got to keep in mind that you got J-Mac there on a $12 horse. We always do that, seeing J-Mac on a double-figure horse. Uh, Coey, two-year-olds? It's hard to navigate this one. I mean, you can you got the two well-credentialed horses in at the top in China Horse Club colours, so Sovereign Fund and Empire Japan. They've had a long preparation. I just don't know what the connections are thinking. Um, I don't know. I guess Sovereign Fund for me has a bit more upside, having that little bit of a tip out. Nice trial. I know he came fifth, but it was only three lengths behind on a heavy eight day. It's going to find a good track, so I can warrant that. And Nozzy's already touched on Thunderlips and Ducasse. Uh, Ducasse was enormous, finding plenty of ground late, um, lengthened out really well. So I, I definitely can see merit in it. And then, yeah, as you've already mentioned, I guess the, the market watch and the yard watch is going to be on the Waller JMAC combination on armed forces right now because it didn't go a yard in that heavy going. Um, it was beaten eight and a quarter. It settled near the last. I just think that the two lead-up trials were nice. I just think that it just didn't handle the ground. So I could definitely forgive, and it's going to get a dry deck on Saturday. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled on essentially how the market reacts because I think that the 12 bucks on offer right now could sharpen definitely into the single figures. No real opinion right now, but, yeah, that's what I think. Anything to add, Tom? Uh, I, I really like... Um up and go, I, I echo a lot of what Alex has said with uh, I thought that win, um, it wasn't just eye-catching. I thought it was time-wise really good. It just really, really pleasing. Um, love the comments after too. And, yeah, they've always thought something special, whether and um, hard not to back her after that. And I think 370, getting the, I think that's, uh, that's a great price. So I really like up and go. Um, just in terms of speed, I, I don't know if there's a lot of pace here and sovereign fun uh, with Timmy Clark on could just dictate and uh, get away with a bit up front and really stick it to him. So a um, little saver on sovereign fun, but I think App and Girl wins. Okay, App and Girl. All right, $3.70. Race number six is the JRA Chairman's. Uh, you want to look at I want to see the f- Yonkers. That's what I was looking at. Uh, J-Mac. I just noticed that 15's into 9 bucks, so obviously a couple of bucks there. Drawn 8. The favourite, though, is Calipor. Drawn 13. Timmy Clark Award for the Lees. It's pretty much exactly what it opened. It's $4 out to $4.20. Uh, Oshira is there at 10s. Trying to see if anything's been well-backed. Not overly. Secret Glamour is there. Cepheus is there. Nash, one of mine. Uh, tough one, Alex. Where are you, where are you for this? Tough one's an understatement. Um, oh, yeah, that's why I'd sort of, off to you. I've <laughs> <laughs> been struggling with this one all afternoon and I uh, sort of I, I look at it and then I go away and then I come back and I look at it again and, look, I can understand the move for Yonkers. Um, I think his last win was in this race last year, funnily enough. Um, Nash was riding that day, J-Mac on this time. So I understand punters wanting to, to be in his corner, but, geez, he, you'd be brave, wouldn't you? Um, Cepheus was good. Um, in the tail stakes, and I, and I think I'm, I think I'm going to respect that race um, because I really liked what Skyman did coming out of the Doncaster Prelude, and I think we've had a had a plenty of winners uh, come out of that race since. So, look, throwing a bit of a dart, but probably Cepheus at this early stage. Right, you, Coey. I also like Cepheus with the form. It's kind of followed it in with. Uh, I think it's had a. It should be. I reckon tipped up. I think it's about six up this spread. Uh, Nash on board. Lot to like about him. His his win in that Ajax was huge. Beat Waterford and the likes, and that was handy. It looks to probably 
I don't know if he will control the speed, but he'll be thereabouts. He'll be up on speed regardless. So definitely a chance. Yonkers, I think it's just a lot of J-Mac money coming for it. I think, I don't know. I'd, it's such a hot and cold horse for me. I just I can never back it on the right day, so I'm just going to steer away from it. And one that I can make a slight case for is Secret Glamour with Willow on board, carrying 54 kilos. I think 11 bucks is great price. Uh, I know it's only coming out of benchmark rate, but it, it does lose a lot of weight. Um, I think the track will suit him. Dry conditions a tick. Yeah, I think, I know it's coming out, yeah, like I said, benchmark 78 at the Kenzo last start. But, yeah, I mean, I, it, it came out of a handy kind of any Manion Cup, three starts back. Only lost by about two and a quarter that instant. So it's got stakes grade form behind him as well. Uh, slight speaking on secret glamour, but I think Cepheus is probably the one to beat. Wait, Tommy. Uh, yeah, I can see what the boys are saying with Cepheus. Clearly, the um, the better form. I think Colourpore has been consistent, and I think we'll give him a side. And I really agree with Cowie. I think secret glamour again. Yeah, benchmark form, but. The way it won and uh, ran down Yarrawonga um, was actually really tough. And as Kelly said, lightweight. I, I think it it showed um, it showed it's a genuine stayer too. So I think um, that forms there. Fifty four Willow on. Yeah, I think it could be a bit of a knockout. Um, Yonkers, non for Scone as well. Probably run here. Always seems to lift in Queensland too for the owners up there. But. Um, yeah, I probably just have a little each way on Secret Glamour, to be honest. All right, Secret Glamour. Cool, good odds for that one. Uh, the Rough Habit is race number seven, 2,000 metre, quarter of a million dollar race. Kovalika is going round. So J-Mac gets the ride. Walla uh, absolutely flew home in that race at Randwick a couple of weeks back. That is Stuck in my memory. Eagle Farm had had the win last start as well. Nash aboard, but J-Mac gets the ride now. The Vowels is there. Jimmy Orman riding for Toby and Trent at $6. Uh, any looking for odds here? Uh, Stroke of Luck, a couple of bucks for it. Nash riding for John O'Shea. It's at seven fifty. dollars uh, a couple of bucks for it. Josh Parr getting the ride. 50s into 20s for Yusuk, Timmy Clark and Chris Waller. And then big odds for everything, except for So Dazzling, which is uh, drawn very wide. Craig Williams aboard for Sarge. A little bit of a drift to 750. But Kovalika has been mighty impressive, Alex, the last two starts. Yeah, he certainly has. Uh, Zachary, I think, um, look, he's third up into the prep now too. So I can understand completely why uh, why punters are jumping aboard again. I suppose I've watched that um, that Guineas a couple of times well, quite a few times and, and you're trying to, to spot horses running on and uh, it's it's tricky to see how they sort of turn the tables. Like there was one at odds that I, I thought may be able to to run a race up in trip and, and maybe able to sort of control things from the front. And that was Bulikov from the Heathcote yard. There was a massive rap on this horse um, really early in his career. He hasn't sort of turned that or, or cashed that into wins yet. But um, I, I was quite happy with the way he stuck on in the guineas and then through the line, just as, you know, they sort of went about 100 metres past the post, he was still full of running. So um, Josh Parr goes on and, and he obviously, he's riding really well at the moment. He, he rode a winner up here last weekend and um, I thought he was maybe one at odds, but the other one was Stroke of Luck, who hasn't had any luck. Um, sort of held up all the way up the straight in the Tullock Stakes with Tommy Marquand. I, I think the stewards might have even... <laughs> queried the tactics um and winners out of that race major bill obviously went on to win the derby and awesome john went over to wa and and won the derby there and then in the in the australian derby um he was just posted wide the whole way on that really heavy track like the way he trialed up uh at ramwick i think last week um and sort of a little bit of a freshen up back to 2000 meters a nice gate nash on again $7.50 looks attractive. So, um, again, if you wanted to play around the favourite, they're probably the two, Stroke of Luck and Bulikov for me. Okay. Bulikov is good odds too. 18 bucks at the moment. Uh, Coey, you landed on the fave? I mean, the fave's going to be ha- mighty hard to be. Uh, current Derby favourite and, you know, J-Mac Waller. I mean, it's just an unformidable combination to say the least. And that Queensland Guineas where a couple of them come out of. I mean, it nabbed them on the line, but I think the 2,000 metres is going to spit them right down to the ground. It'll be third up, it'll be tip top, and its grand final is going to be fourth up in the derby. So, yeah, I can definitely 
you know, it's you can find the favourite quite easily in this, obviously. And the dollar, I mean, do I want to entertain that price though? Probably not. Um, I'm sure it'll probably be given it a sight regardless. But it's not its grand final, so I have little queries about it. A um, couple at odds, I guess. We can make a case for the Vows, who comes out of the Guineas as well. Stroke of luck, Nolsey's already touched on. So Dazzling was great in the Oaks. And I think just that little freshen up trial in between, coming up to Queensland, essentially doing the same thing. So I love that. I don't think the barrier's going to be an issue. And I guess the one that I could make a case for, a ridiculous price, is probably Temple doodle do who won the Tullock stakes over 2000 on a good four so i think from barrier 14 two plus three would have to probably step a bit more forward than it probably likes to to settle a little bit closer but i think the form line's there you know it's beaten major bill on that occasion and as nolsey said won the the derby albeit on a heavy a thousand on that day um and that Guineas, Queensland Guineas run last start against Kovalika and the Vows and so forth. I think it was running on really well late. I think the extra 400 metres is going to definitely suit. I think 1,600 was just too sharp on the day. So, yeah, I could definitely see upside in it. And $34 at the moment is definitely a small each-way play. What about you, Tommy? You found any value around? It's it's hard to go against Kovalika. I think um been targeted this race for over... Um, this prep for over a year going towards... Um, Going towards some big races, so I, I can't knock Kovalika. I think so. Dazzling was great. Um, uh, yeah, last start too. Uh, it's been it's actually been going really well. All prep. So Willow wants. I think Sarge is actually going amazing with all of his horses at the moment, especially um, anything over two thousand. Um, and I think his other one is a bit of an each way play as well. I know it's only coming out of scoring races, but as soon as it steps up to that um, that distance, it, they look a lot better. And Karen uh, had a great weekend last weekend and winning a big race for Sarge too. And I think extra extra Vez might be a bit of a each-way play, but I don't think anything beats Kovalika. All right. Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat $1.90. Uh, we're going to the very last of the day. We're skipping race eight. We've done that. So the bright shadow... Uh, favorite here is extremist uh, A Jones, Angela Jones, uh, Rob Heathcote. What is it? Six dollars into four forty. Uh, came off a pretty good run at Eagle Farm, where it lost to Antino. Uh, Comrade Rosa is there. That's going to be what is that? That won a couple of races back in January or February too. Uh, that's uh, that's four eighty, so it's pretty much equal favorites. Uh, Tony Gollan runner there. Um, Siege is going around. That's a good one too. That's eight dollars. That's going to be first up for. Far out, three quarters of a year at least. It's coming off a couple of trials. Had some good wins last prep. And then we got the likes of Hellfest, uh, a very fine red, sneaky five, those ones as well. But uh, anything to round out the card, Alex? Not going to lie, boys. This is a race that I haven't looked at all that closely this afternoon. But um, look, yeah, as, as you mentioned, a, a couple in there that, um, that did some nice things last preparation. Uh, Horse like Siege, Comrade Rosa. Um, Hellfest. Um, oh, look, no strong opinion um, and, and barriers sort of don't help either. But um, look, maybe Hellfest. Um, the, the recent trial was nice. Um, and I do like the fact, I love how James Cummings brings horses up for these fringe races, not so much the group ones. You know, I don't, I don't think his strike rate in group ones up here is phenomenal, but enlisted in group three races he seems to have a have a fill up so possibly the godolphin pair hellfest and siege but sorry i can't be too much help no that's good honest is good boys have you had a look coey i've been waiting for hellfest to make a start this is the it's been scratched twice in the lead up to well this start and i've been waiting for it to you know pop up and nolsey's pretty much nailed it i think it's Picked a perfect race to start its campaign because I knew it was always coming to Queensland, but shit, um, Sydney's been wet, so it's been just scratch, scratch, and finds a dry deck this start. 12's a little bit sticky, but it's a good horse. I think it is going to be a nice little stakes race horse, uh, maybe end of this campaign, flash in the spring, so I'd be keeping an eye on her. And the other one, I'm not sure how the 
class six form really i haven't really dissected it so i'm not sure how to work the extremist in i know heathcote obviously knows the track inside and out and everything else but i'm going with sydney form and a very fine red i can also entertain it'll be third up comes out of two listed grade races barrier five's good prefers to be on top of the ground it should be i reckon it'll settle pretty much one one i think it'll get the run of the race so yeah two at odds i wouldn't mind backing at the moment is a very fine red and hellfest tommy anything in the last yeah, I'd say both Godolphin, Siege and Hellfest have been trolling well, so you could make a case of them. Extremists, unlucky to not win last start, and Fetch is a bit of a one at odds. Um, hasn't found the best this uh, prep, as we've seen at previous preps, but um, might have just needed a couple of runs. I thought it was home last start, but um, I definitely think it's a better horse than that. So, um, yeah, very open. I'd probably, I'd probably go with the boys in Hellfest, to be honest. All right, Hellfest. Okay, that is Queensland. Is there anything else around the country that we want to look at, I guess, without doing Foreman, without having a good look? I think maybe the Andrew Ramston is... Uh, you don't have to open it up or anything, but I think White Marlin going around, I think it's very short. It's probably two, yeah, 2.25 now. It's probably a very good bet. And I think something in race number six, I wouldn't mind having a couple of bucks on She's All Class at tens or nines or whatever it is. It's up against a shorty and jumbuck, but I think nine bucks is uh, decent each way. Coey, uh, anything around the country you want to mention? Um, light specking on Suizuro. Suzu- I think that's how you <laughs> pronounce it. The, in the derby, in the South Australian derby. Oh, yeah, uh, South Australian derby. It's drawn the car park, but I don't think that's going to really be an issue. I think it will be – he is one of the only few go-forward types in this field, I think. And, you know what, seven bucks I can entertain. Oh, comes it was, out a, of the it was $11, and you get opiate board. And it's, you know, well, money talks, and it's come in, and it comes out of the right form races for mine. It ran well in that derby – well enough in that derby on the bog behind Major Beal. Ran a nice cheeky third on a shorter trip uh, in the Group 3 at Morfittville as well. So I think it's going to be tip-top come fourth up. Let's rock and roll. Seven bucks. Opie on board. Okay. Uh, Tommy, anything around the country? I'm sure you've got like a Gulgandra or something. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Uh, I mentioned Rustley Crown. If it does go to the highway or if it runs on a Friday, it'll win. And same with... Um, Union Army, if it does run on Saturday, it's a massive chance. But if it runs on the Friday, I think it'll go really well. I actually think JVO can get a good price for the Jockey Challenge. Might be a bit of a knockout at, at Scone. And then each way in the midway at Scone, Ooh. I think Brown Thomas, I actually thought its last run, uh, its first up run was actually a bit of an eye-catching one first up as well. And getting to a distance, JVO. $34. Yeah, $34, little each way bet. On Brown Thomas. Well, very nice. Uh, Alex, anything around the planet that you want to have a mention on? Look, there was only one more in Brisbane that I, I kind of want to back each way, and that was uh, Master Jamie in the members' handicap. It's sort of dependent on where Sunshine Rising goes, and Tommy and Coey, you might have a bit more uh, bit more knowledge on that than me. I believe it's in its scone in the cup on Friday. Um, Coey's um, king, king of the Sunshine Rising fan club, actually, Nolsey. Oh, the king. So, yeah, so he is, uh, on all reports, it will be heading to Scone. So, okay, that's all right. Look, probably takes a little bit of juice out of the uh, the price with Master Jamie. But again, I was just uh, sort of harping back to that Skyman form uh, coming out of the tail stakes. And um, Master Jamie, he's actually got a really good uh, record over the trip. Um, he's yet to win at Doombin in eight attempts, but... Geez, um, I really like the way that he he led them up and kept fighting on uh, in that race last time. And uh, don't be silly, back Bubba Tilly and hold your breath. Hope he holds on to to run top three for us. (laughs) Okay. All right, Master Jamie, that's in race four. All right, boys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Alex. Uh, Might get you on throughout the winter, mate. I think what's the following week? Is it Doom and Cup next week? Yeah, on to the, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm guessing two now, but uh, Must be. I believe we are off to the uh, the Doombin Cup next week, right. um, which, yeah, always a uh, always a terrific race. And, and look, the 10,000, I think um, that's always one of the, the highest rating races up here every year. So, uh, Zaki, he'll be looking for his second Doombin Cup. 
Yeah. Next week. Ten million dollar um, man. Yeah, he was uh he was awesome last weekend. Um but I mean Wedor and um and Zarek certainly put in. So good. yeah, it'd be interesting. But right. yeah, happy to come on any time, boys. Beautiful. So, all right, so let's do that. Let's get Alex on most weeks looking at Brizzy. Uh Alex, you can share your your tips and your articles and stuff on the Facebook page if you want. So you may as well do that. If you want to read his stuff, you can go on the Sky website and Twitter and all that sort of gear. They share that. Coey's going to be up there a lot of the weekends as well. Is that when do you start going up, Coey? I'm up there this weekend on 10,000, oh, so look forward go. to it. There you go. Like we've said, go knock on the Sky Racing truck and, you know, annoy him, give him, give him a VB, give him a beat pie. He, um... He won't say no. He won't say no. no. I won't say no. I yeah. definitely won't say no. All right. Well, they, um, do they play the Eagle Rock up there? I was just watching the footy last week and um, just wondering if they play Eagle Rock or Daddy Cool Here we go. up in Brisbane. Here we go. That was a tough watch, mate. It was a real, real tough watch. But you know what? Before I wrap up, uh, Magic Round, I need to do it. Um, I said it, I said I'd do it this year. I looked at about two months out and everything was booked out and everything. But... That looks like the, one of the most unreal weekends where you can just go Caxton, Suncorp, Sun, just going back and forth. It looks bloody unreal. We should probably try and try and do that next year. And if you're real, if you're real brave, you can wear your Blues jersey uh, <laughs> when you come up. Like, like our mate Stu Rich. Yeah, I will, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I reckon we should do the uh, the three-day bull carnival straight into the uh, Straight into the fly there. Yeah. yeah. Fucking imagine, imagine your organs after that. I just How think- bloody... Have you done it, Everybody Alex? Did good you go this year or last year? Last year? I think it was last year I went. Uh, only for one day, but my Lord, that was enough. Yeah, um, yeah it was a very, very big day. Um, but think, definitely worth it, boys. Yeah, they definitely do, worth they it. They seem to do it very well. Like, anyway, uh, that's for another time. Hopefully, Manly don't get the uh, buy that weekend. That would be very sad. All right, boys, go hit, the, go hit the sack. We'll get this up. I'll have this out tonight and... Uh, Best of luck. Enjoy Scone, Tommy. Enjoy Queensland, Coey, and Alex, enjoy the punt. Thanks, boys. Cheers, boys. Good on you guys. Cheers, boys.